if you shove it up your butt, Mike, and show it up there real far, you can get anything back from Canada. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're going to talk about the potential Marvel movies for 2020. We only got two. <sighs> right so around the corner. Slim pickings, but we're going to see what, what we got. Mm-hmm. The, we're going to talk about the massive demand for the Batman animated series Blu-ray set. Ooh. They sold out and decided to up the numbers a little bit. Oh, here. okay. All right. Uh, there are a lot of Avengers 4 quote-unquote leaks, theories, and more. Ooh, and this, they come at a great time because uh, I think we're going to really dive into it this week on the news. Yes, totally, totally, totally. So that's that's our news. We don't really have a whole lot of there's nothing like groundbreaking here, Mike. But I mean, I think I think it's all some pretty good stuff to talk yeah. about. I think we got enough to riff off of. You know, sometimes uh, you get two different types of episodes of Superhero Slate. When you get the really long news heavy episodes, we're basically running through and almost like performing a community service task here, where we're just like, okay, here's the news. Bam, 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 bam. We got like thirty bullet points this year. I mean, I guess this episode, uh, we have just a, it, it's a little bit of a lighter dusting, but at least we'll have like the time to actually dive into this stuff. Cause you know, we got ridiculous theories. We got predictions that sometimes come true. So we can't get them out there unless we got the time. It's true. It's very much very, very true. And it's on just, this, it's on this, the, the weekend before Halloween, Mike, and, and none of this is Halloween related news or scary. And that's just disappointing. In my <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about like, oh, maybe we could do a segment on the show of like scariest superhero movies. But I was like, no, that just sounds like a really dumb clickbait article. And of course, like the top ones, whatever you're going to get out of it is probably going to be the Blade movies because it's the only thing that even really touches uh, horror at all. Uh, did and you then... see Fantastic Four from 2015? <laughs> I I'm terrified. No, to that's that, one. that would no. be like on the clickbait article where it says like on roll mentions like har har har. I'm a funny internet writer. I'm gonna. You won't believe video. number seven. <laughs> you won't believe it. It's Venom. Did you guys see Venom? There was some spooky parts in there. It's like oh, okay, jeez, people. All right. I, I don't even know if there's any scary superhero movies out there. Well, there? you know what? There's uh, as long as Does spa- the spawn count. Oh, speaking of Blade, uh, I think I I showed you this for the first time this week, and I don't know if anybody else there out on the internet really talks about it, mainly because I think it's maybe relegated to a much younger demographic, but there's this whole website dedicated to celebrity shout-outs called, oh, right. ca- called Cameo.com. I, I, is that what it was, if I remember right? Uh, I prob- think it was called... It's like called Cameo or Shoutout.com or Cameo.com. It was in my history here. Uh, Do they pay you to push this? Because, like, this is (laughs) is twice. No, it was was just bizarre. Like, I was looking. um, I I stumbled across uh, the Sauce Boss's Twitter account. He, You know, he's the bearded dude from Epic Mealtime. I haven't watched him in a really long time, but I was kind of curious what he's been up to lately. And he had a link in his Twitter profile to something like Cameo.com. And I was like, what is this? So I click on it, and it's just like, you can pay the Sauce Boss $50 and he'll just give you or anybody like a shout out and i was like uh okay so i kind of go to the home page start scrolling through and it's just like all there's 
bunch of different types of celebrities on there. It's a fixed rate of $50, and you get a shout-out. I, I don't really know the length of however long that's supposed to be, but I was scrolling through there, and I was like, okay, most of these, of course, are just like YouTube stars or mm-hmm. like uh, social media celebrities, people I have no idea who they are. But Wesley Snipes, speaking of Blade, was on there, and it was hilarious. And you can kind of see previous shout-outs that they've done, and I think maybe he had just set up his account because he only had like – two shout outs on there and they're kind of more just like a dim they're just kind of more like a welcome like oh hey this is my cameo account or whatever (laughs) it was but i don't think anybody's bought anything from him yet because the two uploads he has like one of them's really quiet like he's covering the microphone with his hand maybe and like the second one i don't think he really says anything so he's just kind of like this old dude trying to navigate this weird new world where you can get paid fifty dollars for like a minute of work it's just it was bizarre like i think this well, I, I listened to him, so you can choose whether it's, it's public or not, like hidden or not. But like, mm-hmm. he's doing some accent. Was he in like Coming to America or or something like that? Like, yeah, he, uh, he's got some accent he's doing in here. I don't know what movie he's from, but like he like a couple of them he's doing an accent. And he's not really doing Blade, which he should be doing Blade because those would <laughs> be tell, very entertaining. I tell you what, I was this close this close to seeing if he would do a superhero slate shout out because like he was like the only like he's like the nerdiest connection I could get on there except for um, they had the guy who does the voice of Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid series and, and apparently he has some other credentials that he was trying to tout on the service but no one cared all of the shout outs on his profile were all for Solid, Solid Snake and I was just like this is awesome I want him to give me a shout out so weird Really weird, bizarre platform. I, I, think, I don't understand. I think the other one to put on there is Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy. Oh, and, yeah. And he's also in The Flash, uh, at least last season. So, yeah. I mean, there, there are he, some types he, of superheroes. He's only doing wizarding stuff, though. I clicked through a couple of his. It's, it's all talking about Slytherin or, like, Hogwarts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like, you have to know that's what people are going to want from you, right? They're going to want the most famous thing extracted out of you for $50. It honestly seems very soulless for anybody that can actually get a real acting gig, uh, you know, but I guess maybe if they want to connect with their fans, <laughs> I, maybe they're just trying to, like, get on the hip new thing before it gets too crazy and they just can't quite capitalize it. But, like, I totally understand, like, YouTube celebrities being on that. I mean, you basically shell out your entire life when you're just, like, a social media persona. Yeah. But, yeah, that was weird, man. So if you want to go get a shout-out from Blade, a.k.a. Wesley Snipes, You'll find him on Cameo, I guess. Or if you want to be insulted by T.J. Miller, uh, if you don't run into him in real life, he's on oh, here God. as well. That uh, was hilarious. So. Yeah, I saw his account was like temporarily uh, unactive. I think it unavailable. Like, yeah, like they're yeah. on a schedule or something. But like I was that. like, I guess if you're making bomb threats and can't get gigs, you're on Cameo showing for fifty bucks a yeah. shout out. Man, weird world we live in, man. It truly, truly is. Um, I I don't know if I've, I t- mentioned this last week, but have you ever heard of the show Hell's Kitchen? Hell's Kitchen, I have. I have seen uh, I've I've seen a handful of episodes. I understand I, what's going on there. I, I get it. I've never seen it. Last week, I discovered Amazon has the first fifteen seasons uncensored. Uh, Whoa, uncensored? Yes, I had no idea. That's a selling point right there. It really is. And um, this show started back in '05, so you get the four by three ratio video. <laughs> like they're just kind of figuring it out. But like, man, like this is like my background kind of noise when I'm working uh-huh. on stuff, or like you know, laying in bed, thumbing through Imager. But like, it's just they're so that is this show, despite all the memes and everything. Like I've 
really enjoyed going through it and just being... And this is uh, Gordon Ramsay, correct? Yes, yes. Just listening to him, you know, cuss at everybody else and everybody getting pissed <laughs> off. Like, it's great because it's totally uncensored, and that's what I was really wanting to wow. experience, so... I, lo- I had no idea they even had a version of that uncensored. That's awesome. Yeah, and if you have Amazon Prime, 15 seasons, totally free. You don't have to pay for them, so... Man. Uh, that's totally not superhero-related, but I'm, I'm enjoying that. Well, I got I got something uh, nerdy-related before we uh, La- want to bounce into the news. Uh, the second season of... Uh, uh, Castlevania on Netflix uh, dropped this week, and if you were unfamiliar, last year um, they made an animated four-episode first season for Castlevania, mm-hmm. and it says in the credits, based on the Konami series, so I don't really know much about the video game itself. I know it's basically some dude named Belmont, he's got a whip, he's running through Dracula's castle, you kill him at the very end, and then there's tons of spinoffs, I don't know the lore, so uh, going into this show, that's basically all I know. The first season last year was great. It was only four episodes. It kind of just felt like uh, kind of a, a divvied up, almost animated movie. Uh, so I was happy to see this year when the second season came out, It's there's eight episodes. So now if you haven't watched it yet, you can kind of dive into kind of like a full like 12 episode experience. And it's actually really great. It's the first time I've seen something like adult animated that actually has a, a really interesting story. It seems like it's almost writ- written from the point of view where it didn't necessarily have the intention of being animated. Like I felt like that script could have been used like live action style, maybe with a higher Game of Thrones budget. And it would have been really really cool just with uh, real living actors but dude they do a great job kind of with this anime um style and you have your main character like fighting with a whip and they do some like really amazing whip choreography which is really crazy your your mind can't really get wrapped around how he's spinning it around and swinging it and it's i can't imagine all the detail that goes into like these fight scenes that they animate but it's really cool really interesting story between Dracula, Dracula's son, Belmont, this like uh, this magical i guess cleric that kind of wanders around with them. Really cool story. There's a great moment in the second season where like I kind of wanted to screenshot it or turn it into a gift to convince people to watch it. So without any spoilers, I'll just give it without context. There's a moment where uh, somebody is transformed into a wolf. Uh, running between uh, groups of battling vampires, uh, jumps up in the air to catch a, um, a telepathically connected sword. So the wolf grabs the sword with his mouth and fights with it and then throws it and kills another vampire. It's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, so <laughs> you got to watch Castlevania on Netflix. It's going to be perfect for the Halloween uh, season. Very action, very gruesome though. Not safe for kids. Whole lot of bu- blood, dismemberment, uh, organs everywhere, but it's it's funny, it's written well, and the action's great. You gotta watch it. I have heard uh, this week as well, because I knew that came out, that it is one of the best video game adaptations to date. Although that bar's pretty low, um, yeah. <laughs> they do say that this is one of the best video game adaptations uh, to TV slash film to date. So, um, people are agreeing with you, Mike. Don't get used to it. <laughs> but we're here to talk about superhero stuff. And I want to talk about Avengers 4 right out the gate. Because mm-hmm. you made you started the note sheet this week. If anyone knows, we, we keep a note sheet. Mike made the first note. And mm-hmm. the note he made was something that I wasn't going to tell him. But now that he put that note in there, I had to open up the rest of Pandora's <laughs> box of these news that I've been holding back for several months. <laughs> well, so it's, um, it's a little unintentional. Uh, you know, usually towards the end of the week, you know, we don't we don't talk too much as the week goes on. We like to save all the notes for when we get on the microphone. But, you know, I need a little bit of information when I start to kind of make the marketing materials uh, for each episode. So I kind of need to strife out on my own, 
try to find some big news. And this week there wasn't anything like so monumental that it kind of breaks through all the force fields that I keep spoilers away from me. So I was able to see this one. So I was like, all right, well, we'll lead with that. Um, and then I saw, I think I saw another one that you might have known and seen um, that maybe you might shield me from that I'll try to maybe slowly get out. I don't know. This is going to be this weird thing where it's like, you know something. I don't know if you know it. Then I know it because I saw it on Instagram, like a screenshot. So uh, well, we're just going to see how this segment goes. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think the first thing is um, they did a Black Panther screening invite this week and um, to special people press. I think this is for the um, Black Panther hype train to get for the, the Academy yeah. Award nominations. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Feige came out of his Feige hole. Uh, we have, oh, man. We haven't seen him out of there since Ant-Man and the Wasp premiered back in uh, June. So uh, a lot of people have been asking some questions. We have some answers here. The first question is, when will we see the trailer? He said before the year, end of the year's up. And this is the biggest duh moment I've had all week <laughs> Feige, long. that's not the answer we were looking for. Yeah. Give me a date. <laughs> yeah. So we, we predicted some last week, uh, late November, maybe early December, but... Uh, we're going to get a trailer before the end of the year. Um, some people were even thinking, hey, they may not show a trailer until Captain Marvel. And I'm like, no, no, no. They still need to sell tickets. So uh, <laughs> let, let's do that. But um, some other news from not just, like, not just Kevin Feige's at these presentations, but like other, I say, actors, producers, et cetera, are at these things. And, and one of these actually came from a producer. But the first one you mentioned here is that uh, Frank Grillo has uh, confirmed that Crossbones has filmed some scenes and will be returning in a flashback. Now, let me preface this with one thing, Mike. Okay. I think, we've, we've mentioned this before, they have so much money and want so much secrecy around this project, I think they might have hired some of these actors to <laughs> film scenes that will not be happening. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I love that this is seeping into your brain, because we talked about this a few months back, yeah. where I thought the whole uh, photo shoot uh, of paparazzi that were at that outdoor Avengers uh, shoot like a year back, like I was thinking that that was all faked, and now you're on it with me. Now you think like they're bringing in actors to fake it. I think that's hilarious, but what I but think But you put it actually- past them? No, I wouldn't, <laughs> but what I think's happening here is I think Crossbones could very well be returning... But I don't think they really think these ancillary characters are really going to be interviewed or talked to. Or, you know, I just don't think that they thought that they're going to let the cat out of the bag. You know, maybe they're more worried about the bigger stars like Tom Holland, who are in very integral scenes and they have read the whole script. I could see somebody like Crossbones, like not having a whole lot to do in the movie. So maybe even within the actor's context, he might not know a whole lot. But he did reference that it is a flashback. But I could see him not knowing. I mean, he's just like, oh, yeah, I was in the movie. And then, you know, Cap's there in his old suit. So, yeah, it was a flashback. But maybe he just doesn't know that any of this revolves around, like, possible time travel. Well, I mean, maybe he may consider a flashback because he's maybe in his old suits as well, refilming scenes he's already done Mm -hmm. uh, with with little, you know, tweaks on them. Um, Now, I don't think, you know, I don't think. the I don't think I think everyone signed a, a non disclosure agreement and they can all be sued very, very much the same. So I think, I don't know. I think they're, they're literally leaking information out to throw us off much like they did with that. The title <laughs> we talked about a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh man, I would I would love it if this is the case. I just love how they probably had to hire some sort of like ex CIA agent to come in on set, be like help help us disseminate false information. We're trying to protect this film. Yeah. I love that they're doing it though because I hate spoilers. Who likes spoilers? Nobody yeah. likes them. So if this is Especially the big that ones. they have to go to, like yeah, this is this is hilarious. I love it. Yeah, and well, what I also think is you know um you know I don't think anyone. I think only one. This only I think. Uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has read the entire script. Um, I th- I th- I th- there are multiple scripts out there. No one has seen the whole thing completely. He's like, is he like the only adult in the room? He says, like, hey, you're, you know, you're a classically uh, trained actor. You've been a nominated for Academy Awards. I think we can trust you. Well, I also think that maybe his role plays a bigger part in the entire narrative thread. As oh, well. maybe. So uh, I don't know, but Crossbones, Frank Grillo uh, returning uh, has film scenes uh, to to film a flashback also from uh, one of the producers whose last name i think his name is matthew grillo no relation to frank grillo ironically <laughs> has confirmed that they got tilda swinton back for one day of filming uh, all right in her schedule and she was the ancient one in dr strange um now could this be a flashback could her disembodied spirit be talking to dr strange's disembodied spirit because they're both quote unquote dead in these movies or or what uh what what's going on here? We don't know. I think that's a that's just probably adds more question marks and answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how she could be integrated. And lastly, we've talked about this before, I think, but Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver, has been back on set as well to revisit some of those scenes um, in from Age of Ultron. <laughs> well, we are in dangerous uh, dangerous grounds of losing all of our Quicksilvers wholeheartedly. Uh, just because, like, the X-Men universe is folding, and if Marvel killed off their only Quicksilver, uh, yeah, maybe they'll find a way to bring him back. I I do like the idea of maybe some stuff from Age of Ultron possibly getting retconned. I don't really know how any of this is going to work, but I love the idea that we can think about it and we just don't know. (laughs) And we don't know. That's the beauty. We can think about this all day long, and none of our Uh, answers are probably correct, but you know what? We at least thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the best movies are the ones that you know you think about a little longer uh, and, and and go from there. Yeah. And also, if if these are just like flashbacks, uh, they obviously have a little bit more to do than just showing like cutting in footage from past movies because you wouldn't you would need to bring these people back to say new lines, mm-hmm. you know, perform brand new actions, something that you might not be able to get with on the something on the cutting room floor from Age of Ultron or the you know possibly the first Doctor Strange movie. So they physically need them there, which I think leans possibly more into time travel than a flashback. Right. Uh, because if flashing you're flashing back to something that's already happened, but you know if you're traveling through time, you're interacting with the past, so you need those people there. So if we're having all of these different peoples from a bunch of different events, you have uh, Tilda Swinton from uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. You have Aaron Taylor Johnson from Ultron. You have Crossbones from Winter oh, Soldier. Was and it was it Age of Ultron? Age of yeah. Wait, no, he the, blew up. Which in, one did he blow up in? Age of Ultron, the beginning of Age of Ultron. No, Civil, Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Civil Man, War and those, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Those Captain America movies, they're hard to keep track of sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, the, so these are all different moments. So that makes me think that they're not just going back to one point in time. They'll be going back to multiple points, jumping around. I don't know if they're like going to theoretically be chasing somebody through time. Or are they going through time to try to fix some threads? Or maybe they just get lost through time. They get thrown all around in this crazy quantum realm. I don't know. But the, this is it's a 
it's a spread of characters. And also, um, I, you have here in bolted big fat leak. I don't know if maybe the thing that I saw. In what do you see? Just tell me what, what you saw. You, you, saw. Can't, you can't ruin anything for me. <laughs> well, I saw uh, Pepper Potts returning in uh-huh. a ar- in an armored role, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, I don't that, know that's, that's what, what it is. That's exactly okay, what it is. All right. Did you so already see that, the picture? Yeah, I already saw. The okay, picture, well then so, let's so, let's just go ahead. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and to, to wrap up the returning cast thing. I think the characters that are being brought back have big, uh, world changing role events. Mm-hmm. Um, the death of Crossbones kicked off Civil War. The death of the Ancient One promoted Doctor Strange into potentially Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. and Quicksilver dying may essentially transform the Scarlet Witch into you know what she kind of is. Yeah, um, unlocking her power. Yeah, yeah. Well, not just unlocking, but like becoming, like fighting for good, becoming that Avenger kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. wanting to go forward and not be like not take vengeance like everybody else did in that movie that she was with at the beginning. So they're very important characters with very important parts, and I think we'll be revisiting those parts. They were yeah. parts of. But seeing Pepper Potts yes. in the blue rescue armor, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a, a flashback to Iron Man three. I mean, Tony's just got armor like oodles all over the place he's launching rockets from avengers headquarters to fly onto peter parker's back just in case he ends up going into space like he is prepared for literally everything so i could just see this being a like a a a normal present day uh, mcu action of just like uh pepper needs a suit for something tony's got it ready so it's kind of cool seeing her back in the suit maybe she'll get to do something yeah i wouldn't yeah i mean she was very powerful at the end of iron man 3 she had the um extremist virus in her uh, so she, mm-hmm. she used that uh rescue in the comic book form has no offensive capabilities or attack capabilities she's only meant for like rescue missions like so mm-hmm. her suit is like life support and like saving other people but not not attacking or being offensive the rumor is also now take it with a grain of salt here mike that this movie is five years beyond age of all or not age of all in the first infinity war Ooh, I do like that idea because that's one thing I was kind of hoping maybe the next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could possibly tackle. Uh, you know, I want to see the fallout, you know, in a like a big budget movie. I'd love to see how uh, the world moves on with half of its population. It would be kind of fun to see the the machinations of the planet uh, and how the heroes are dealing with it because does crime get worse when half the population disappears does it get better and you know they don't have anything to do and they're just sitting on their hands but yeah jumping forward in the future would be cool uh but we also have time travel involved so it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be stuck in a futuristic what like 2023 2024 who knows yeah yeah i mean the the, the great part about this i mean it means they don't have an answer to solve this problem immediately and maybe they've been working on an answer to solve the the glove snap at the end. You know, of and this is kind of cool because if the whole planet over five years just um, uh, just attacks itself, and we kind of have maybe a little bit of a post-apocalyptic vibe, you know, they kind of uh, hinged on that a little bit in that Age of Ultron comic book event where uh, Ultron had kind of like taken over the world and they were they're kind of like the heroes were like fighting and scrapping and underground like maybe they'll get to do a little bit I, of that too. I, I mean with half the people dead I don't think it'll go post apocalyptic. I think that's what Thanos was trying to prevent is not that that lack of resources and that kind of infighting. Well, yeah, Thanos is a stable genius, so I think we can trust him. Yeah, I just don't think the world's going to go like that. But I mean, <laughs> but the point of the rescue armor is if this is 5 years in the future and half the people are gone and and hopefully knock on wood Pepper is still around, um, and maybe not finger snapped and we're just being thrown off with this. Like maybe she has upped her role 
as one of the Avengers since they've lost so many people on their team. Like she, she's been given a suit to be very proactive in saving people around the world. Yeah, they. I guess they could need uh, all of the help that they need, all yeah. the help that they can get. Yeah, yeah, they can't. They're literally half-assing it. Mike. But under normal circumstances, you did you made the right call of keeping this from me. But <laughs> the Instagram algorithm is just targeting me ruthlessly with spoilers. Like Kevin Feige needs to shut down Instagram well, in order to keep these getting from me. So maybe he knows he can't stop it. And like you said, he's disseminating all of this different stuff. Oh crap! Our rescue armor got leaked. Uh, get crossbones out there. Give him like ten thousand dollars to go on an interview. He's not going to be in the movie. He's not going to be in the movie. But just give him some money so he's technically hired and he can talk about. It. I don't know. That's hilarious. The only other thing that backs this one up as being real compared to a fake or, or Photoshop is there was, a, I think, a toy with the blue rescue armor, the back of a packaging oh. we talked about that might mm-hmm. be real. So, I don't know. We, we don't know anything until we see it in the movie. And they, they still have, what, six, five, six months to cut it, uh, if not seven. So, we are um, we're in the end game now, Mike. We are in <laughs> the end game now. To be a fly on the wall. Yes. Lastly, in casting news, um, they're not filming a lot of scenes with new actors, but Catherine Langford, the breakout actress from the show 13 Reasons Why, was cast in this film. Um, but who is she, Mike? That's the biggest question. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So three three things point out uh, to who she might be. Uh, one is an AI voice, much like um, Jarvis or something like that. She could be the voice of Rescue, the, the mm-hmm. armor AI. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I put this here. Uh, she could be the grown-up version of Lila Barton, which is Hawkeye's daughter. The, the, the young girl from Age of Ultron. If you had jumped forward five years plus seven or ten, yeah. like it's like ten years later. So. Uh, all, all, all right, yeah, I could see something like that. Um, or the uh, the character Kate Bishop. Are you familiar with the Kate Bishop character in the comic books? Uh, Bishop sounds familiar from X-Men, nope. <laughs> but I think that's a first name. <laughs> Other way, uh, so Kate Bishop is the, um, the female version of Hawkeye in the comic books. Uh, he um, Hawkeye trains her to take his place as Hawkeye, uh, like, uh, like someone else teaches her her skills. That, so that would be kind of cool. And I mean, like maybe they're looking over at Jeremy Renner. It's just like you broke both of your arms filming a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can. <laughs> I don't know if we can count on you for the next decade of the MCU. And, and I think he's one of the <laughs> older actors in the in the cast as well, uh, mm-hmm. closer to fifty. But that brings us to our next news point, Mike, actually. There's a Hawkeye solo movie starting to gain some traction. Ooh. Very early stages. Very early stages. I got to imagine, if you're doing a Hawkeye movie, you can't ignore Matt Fraction's run. It is probably the most recent and most popular version of the character. Like, there's got to be some influence there. Like, maybe you don't make uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, the same type of character that Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is, but mm. maybe his daughter or his new recruit could kind of have that snarky well, kind of sarcastic sense of humor kind of to get that spiritually in there, you know? Well, Kate Bishop is a big part of Fraction's run, so, mm-hmm. like, this totally makes sense. Like, you know, um, you know, Hawkeye has got to train her, and, and she is more of that character, and, like, that would play very... Um, I guess more lethal weapony uh, mm-hmm. than than say, but like if they're going to do a Hawkeye solo movie and hand the reins over to a younger uh, archer um, who just shoots arrows at people, uh, this would be a movie and a, and a good storyline to to follow. 
And yeah. So I, I don't like to kick an archer when they're down compared to the rest of all of the other heroes. But, you know, everybody always has the same conversations about Black Widow and Hawkeye. Like, why are they on the team? Mm-hmm. They're humans. Thanos could just crush them with his, like, tiny fingers. Like, you know, they're inconsequential. Uh, I think they're awesome. And I think they do really clever ways of integrating them into the team. So, so yep. far, I haven't had any of those issues myself. But I could see somebody like um, like uh, Black Widow escalating to a feature film, but I could almost see a Hawkeye standalone movie going to the Disney streaming service just because I feel like it's just not going to quite reach t- to a cinematic peak almost. Mm. So maybe they might slot it into a streaming service. And I mean, like, it wouldn't be far off. I mean, if you're putting somebody as huge as Loki – who everybody loves uh, on the Disney streaming service. I mean, maybe Hawkeye will end well, up there too. What about a West Coast Avengers film or or something like that where Hawkeye is on the West Coast training a younger version team of Avengers? I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Which, more of the West Coast. I feel like at the MCU currently has uh, stripped New York of everything they could possibly get out of it. Especially they've if even you moved inc- out. So yeah, yeah. Especially if you like include the the street level people on Netflix who are still technically in the MCU. Uh, so, more than yeah. that. <laughs> so I, I could you know I could see them uh, really uh, tying that into the West Coast. Uh, we haven't really seen. Uh, a whole lot of that since the Iron Man movies. and But we do know Captain Marvel was filmed in L.A. I don't know if it technically takes place there um, in the film, but it was filmed out here. So maybe if Marvel keeps getting some of those uh, uh, L.A. tax credits, maybe they could do a West Coast Avengers. Yeah, they could. And I think you know having all those other people that Hawkeye are training, like the old grumpy, tired person who doesn't want to train these snarky idiot kids yeah gives him more of a reason to have a full movie rather than just a hawkeye solo movie yeah and also he probably you know he wants to retire you know i hate the fact that they gave him a family but at least since he hasn't now use it as a plot device to actually give him a, a motive to retire to go spend time with his family on the farm but then he has a he has a sense of responsibility to the planet so i could really see him being like okay well i uh, the mantle of hawkeye must be replaced before i retire yeah and and i think you know what was cool like he didn't want to come to civil war but like they he still came out of his quote unquote retirement because of that responsibility and like that like mm-hmm. hey i got to do this got to do the good thing so uh, I think there's some some opportunities here. Uh, we we don't know, but we're gonna put our ears to the ground, Mike, and, and I'll keep I'll keep an ear out for this one and see what's going on. Yeah, let, let me know. I, we haven't seen Jeremy Renner in a while. Actually, before we started recording yeah. today, I went and I saw Mission Impossible Fallout, and Jeremy Renner wasn't in that movie, and I was like, man, he really could have helped them out. There are some there are some tight edge of your seat moments in that movie. <laughs> I was like, oh man, if he'd have been good. Hawkeye was if Hawkeye was just there, he'd be able to save him. Uh, well, I mean, he—the only reason he was not Mission Impossible Fallout is because he was filming his Infinity War two parts. So, oh, um, but we still haven't seen any of those parts yet, so I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, we'll, 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 God, I want that trailer so bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, but 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 Kevin Feige out of his Feige hole. We're gonna talk some Marvel stuff here. Uh, this is not um, not necessarily revealed. This is more of a leak um, for the 2020 Marvel lineup. We know we have lost a movie in July. So we are left with May 1st and November 6th, 2020 with Marvel movies. And here are the two movies that they're currently working on to put in these roles. And you tell me what you think. Okay. The first one, May 1st, Black Widow solo movie. Okay. November 6th, The Eternals movie. That's going to be a... 
that's going to be a strange a strange year for Marvel. Usually, I feel like there's some sort of like uh, almost safe property that they have to put in any given year. Uh, but maybe by this point in time, since they've it's 2020, they've been around for a while. Maybe they literally can make any movie that they want that's not uh, that's not connected, you know, technically to another. You know, it's not a sequel. Uh, but Black mm. Widow, you know, we she's been around for a while, so the audience can connect with her her story. I have a strong feeling once the trailer's out for that movie, they'll reveal that there's other characters that we know that are going to be in it. That's going to mm. hype us and get us to go. The Eternals is going to be crazy. I I just have no idea how that movie's going to work. So maybe that November slot makes sense. I think Doctor Strange was November. He was a slightly yeah. he was a newer character. We weren't really sure how he was uh, working. So maybe that's what the November slot well, is for. Well, Ragnarok was also a big chance because everyone had kind of given up on Thor movies as well. Um, so November kind of is one of those risky ones. Now, here's my thoughts on this. I think May 1st was going to be Guardians 3. Oh, yeah, I could see that for sure. But they had to get rid of one day when Guardians 3 is now officially on hold for Kevin Feige. It's on hold. They had to get rid of one day. Do you give up your May 1st slot or do you give up the middle of July? The oh, July? I, do, I don't think you can give... May is, May is a primo month. I mean, July, way back in the day... I feel like July used to be the month for summer movies, but that's when things were very segmented to uh, summer movies. You had uh, winter movies and then basically everything else is just a crapshoot. You didn't really know what was going to go on. So, but now everything is, is opened up and now May is really the month. I feel like you could make a billion dollars with any movie on any given day, but May is when everybody's really going to the mm-hmm. movies. And, and the last, the July one was like late July, like July 29th or something like that. I mm-hmm. think it was going to be Black Widow on July. Um, and they have to make a decision. Do we cut May and lose that box office or put Black Widow still in July? Um, and it would have been a whole year because Spider-Man is coming out July next year. And it would have been July the next year before our next Marvel movie. Yeah, so, and, and you know what? That July month could always be taken up by just a different Disney property. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be Marvel. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, what they have in production now, what they can and know they can get done are Black Widow and the Eternals. And I think these are, are two smart choices if these are the leaks to put them in there because they can't really do anything else at this point in time. You, so, you can't fast track anything. So 2019 is going to be Captain Marvel and then we're going to have Infinity War Part 2, and then Spider-Man, and then are you saying when Spider-Man drops in July, we're not going to get a whole nother Marvel movie until May, the yep. following year? Yep. Man, that's going to be a dry spell. Damn. <laughs> yep, it is, and I, and who knows what else is going to be in there, uh, good, good or bad. Um, so that's um kind of the leak slash reveal. Logically, it makes sense to me. So... I don't I don't know about anybody else, but that's I think that's where it is. Kevin Feige also said that Namor could make an appearance in the MCU. They're just trying to figure out when and if he should make an appearance. <laughs> he's like, we got him now. Like we don't have to worry about any sort of weird connection between Fox. He's like, he's in our he's in our encampment. Um, yeah, it will be strange because the connection between Namor and Aquaman is just incredibly strong. Just because it's a situation where those characters, I don't know if Namor is 
from the city of Atlantis, but he is definitely a dude that lives underwater. He like, he, you know, all of that underwater trope surrounds him, uh-huh. but you got this Aquaman movie coming out. So if Aquaman really hits it out of the park, everybody loves it. And Jason Momoa really pushes the DCEU forward. They might have to figure out maybe if a Namor movie is ever going to be possible. I could still see Namor being slotted into a movie, but maybe Namor n- never technically has his own standalone. Aquaman well, yeah. craps the bed, maybe give it a couple years. Uh, hey, here's Namor. He's the MCU's Aquaman, and we'll do it right. So, Well, I think Namor is one of those characters you have to introduce in a Fantastic Four movie because his introduction and relevance to that, that property is, is huge, and then maybe turn him into a hero later on, or like mm-hmm. an anti-hero. But I, I, don't, I don't see anyone crying out for Namor movies right now. Like He's not like a, a staple Avenger or anything important. So, mm-hmm. um, like Aquaman isn't a justice league member like yeah you gotta have him uh, I, I i think they could have pulled if they would have had namor earlier maybe a few years ago before aquaman made it on the scene now things are just a little bit more complicated i, I still wouldn't put namor in there i think all the choices have been pretty good so far just just, <laughs> just let just let him stay down in the water for a while we'll we'll make water world two later we'll... <sighs> please don't don't tease me i, I want Bring Kevin Costner back for another Waterworld movie. Nope, we're not. <laughs> Spider-Man, PlayStation 4, the DLC dropped this week, Mike. Uh, the City That Never Sleeps is a three-part DLC release with the first one called The Heist that came out this week focusing on Spider-Man and Black Cat. Mm-hmm. The whole DLC is set at night um, because that, that's what it is. Um, I don't know if it, I don't think it's over one night, but like the, the daytime never changes in this. It's always at night when you play it. I've beaten that- the DLC already, so it was... How, got, how long how long did it take you compared to a normal playthrough of the full game um I, this was at least two two pretty solid days of playing oh, okay. um, so like i i had to yeah i don't know i, I wouldn't i don't know how long it took but I, I was really captivated by the story here um i didn't think i would be but i mean they've added a bunch of other things do you remember um that annoying girl who like sets up the TV show, or the live webcam show in the game. Yeah, yeah. I forget what her name is. She gets uh, an extended um, presence in this as well with new side missions for her character. Mm, all right. Um, so it's not just the DLC story mode. There's some other new side missions, um, some hidden artwork to go find around the city. Uh, it, it's definitely interesting. I called a couple twists in it, uh, which was really fun. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. So I think um, if you're on the fence about the DLC, I would just buy the whole pack. I I wouldn't buy them individually. I think it's twenty five bucks to get them all. But the, this feels like the first chapter in the first act of these big three, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Oh, cool! So, so I've got to, I've got to recommend it. Then I started. Um, I didn't. I, I did this on. I tried out the new game plus mode um, mm-hmm. that you can do. So if you finish the game, you can go and hit square, and it'll start a brand new game with ultimate difficulty in new game plus mode with all your stuff unlocked already. Uh, way more fun to do that than to start over fresh. I will tell you right out the gate, Mike. So um, I plan on doing that and recording those for Twitch, distributing those on Twitch so you guys can go back and watch the whole game from start to finish if you want to. Nice. Chris here with hot tips. I know. It's so fun. I, I really like this game. Um, <laughs> Disney streaming service. So another character has been uh, rumored potentially to be one of the Marvel's four shows we talked about, Loki, uh-huh. Scarlet Witch, and now Nick Fury is supposed to be maybe one of the, the four on there. What would you think oh. of a Nick Fury show? Uh, I, I wish I was more excited at the proposition. Um, 
I feel like if it's with Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, I'm not trying to be ageist here, but he is getting up there in age. They literally have to de-age the man to be in his next movie. So, uh, you know, what are we getting here? Are we getting a little bit of an origin story? And if they do, they're not going to use all of that special effects money for a TV show. So would they hire a new actor to play him even younger? But I feel like we're already going to get a little bit of that younger story in Captain Marvel. So if this is present day Nick Fury, you know, is he going to be sidelined by other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents? And then it's just like, are we just looking at a, a, a different version of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but with Nick Fury? So I don't really know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, we I don't think we know a lot of it. Cause where, where does Scarlet, where does, I mean, Loki's dead. Where does Loki fit mm. into this kind of thing? Uh, this feels a lot like uh, talking about Star Wars uh, story movies, where we're just yeah. like, hey, you want an Obi-Wan movie? What about a Boba Fett movie? No, yeah. not a Boba Fett movie? Okay, a Boba Fett show. Uh, Obi-Wan movie? We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but I think the best thing is these are not like staple releases in the film, in the theater. So we've got that benefit going for us. I mean, I if Nick Fury is, I mean, I just see him running around saying, Wakanda, motherfucker, do you speak it? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but some other report um, from a trusted source has said that there's something bigger and better reportedly in the works for one of these shows. I just can't say what it is because they need a second confirmation. I would I would like a continuing thread through all these shows. I think it's fine if all these shows kind of want to be standalone stories of you know, showing these characters just having a little bit of fun of their own world, kind of like padding out the Disney streaming service with some like premium IP. But it would be nice if there was a thread that you could kind of follow throughout them. So let's say theoretically the Loki show is the first one to drop. So if it's a Loki prequel, because, you know, mm-hmm. there's a good chance he might be staying dead. Maybe whatever he's doing, something cosmically or magically in Asgard is happening in the background that kind of carries over maybe into the Scarlet Witch show a little bit. Maybe it's maybe it's a common villain through line or something. It would be nice if there was a reason to kind of watch them all, you know, for a unifier at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, like, do that thread that maybe the Defenders and the Netflix shows are really missing that, that, mm-hmm. that make them feel connected. They're just... It's not there, but I think if it's under Feige's control and production, I think we're going to be fine. I think I think he's got some ideas, and you know, giving it a different platform is is a really cool way to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes on this one as well. This has got me intrigued. Um, and in other words of things, you mentioned a Boba Fett movie. Well, Boba Fett's no longer happening, Mike. You can take that <laughs> one off your list. Um, Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that this week that the movie's 100 no longer happening. If you remember, Josh Trank was hired to do this movie, and then he was fired from, like, everything uh, right before... I think he even fired from Fantastic Four. Like, he just... You know, if you have a chance at everything, you just blow it. Uh, and then he kind of blew up. So we haven't heard from him in a while. But their focus at Star Wars is on the Mandalorian TV show. So I think maybe they could carry a lot of those ideas over into that as well. I, I think this just goes to show you how weak of a proposition Boba Fett as a man was. <laughs> And honestly, people just want and like the sick armor. I mean, that's honestly what it is. I mean, props to whoever designed Boba Fett's armor and putting him in the original Star Wars movies just made him look really cool compared to everybody else. He was a bounty hunter, kind of had this cool voice going on. He was able to get the best of our heroes and he froze a dude in carbonite and transported him to a gangster. I mean, the, the armor just set it all off in a perfect way. So just goes to show you, we don't need Django or whatever Fett's inside of it. We just want that cool armor 
that Mandalorian armor to carry on. So, and I'm sure a little bit of this is involved when it comes to Solo coming out earlier this year. If you forgot, that movie came out this year, and mm-hmm. I think I told I think I told you the other week. I was kind of curious. Like everybody is saying, Solo was a failure. I'm gonna go look up the box office numbers. I looked them up, and I was like, still made multi millions, triple digit millions of dollars. But then when you look at the budget, you try to factor in the marketing in your head. You're like, oh, oh wow, they they'll be lucky if they broke even. But then I was just like, well, wait a minute. How did Rogue One do? I yeah. go over to the Rogue One box office page. A billion dollars. I had no idea Rogue lot, One made a billion dollars. A lot of that was international budget or money too, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. On, on Rogue One? Yeah, they got a lot of international. So if you kind of compare, if Rogue One was the first Star Wars story movie that kind of set the benchmark and then Solo comes in, cruising really comfortable right underneath that 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 goalpost, you know. Uh, yeah, they could be a little bit worried about standalone movies going forward. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the, the things about... Um, I don't know about this movie. I mean, Boba Fett. Well, I was looking up actually while you're talking. I think the person who created his armor was the Joe Johnson who directed uh, the first Avenger. By the way, yeah, uh, he also designed. Um, didn't he design some Captain America armor too? Yeah, I mean, he he directed Captain America, so I assume he did. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I mean, anyway. Um, yeah, does no one no one really wants Boba Fett movie? And, and you know, Hansel, they just want the kick ass armor. <laughs> yeah, they they want the they want the they like the idea of him, not the execution of him. Um, even the history of Jango Fett being the the clone base for all the clones and Boba Fett. I, oh, God damn it, the prequels <laughs> just piss me off. Anyway, we're just gonna go to happier news. Batman the Animated Series, beloved yeah. show by tons and tons of people, more than dozens. Uh, <laughs> they love this show growing up. I watch this show growing up. I ha- the only DC comic I own right now is uh, a Batman comic, and the cover is the Man Bat from the Animated Series, because <laughs> I saw it and had to have it. So the Blu-ray run of this Animated Series, was uh, we announced it several months ago, it was coming out, I think, October, November, was about 30,000 units. They mm-hmm. have now extended that to 70,000 units because they sold out all those up before the release of this show. Um, even though the show is on the DC streaming service, DC Universe, people still want to own this Blu-ray copy, Mike, these upscaled versions, and, and put them on your shelf and, and watch them whenever you want if you got a disc player that you want to keep swapping. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to profile nerds here, but the the type of person that really loves Batman the Animated Series is the type of person that wants to collect it and own it. Mm -hmm. They're also the type of person that might be subscribed to the streaming service, but yeah, I would imagine you physically want to own it and touch it. I mean, you know me. I don't really like physical media, but I'm a huge fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, and I had to own the Blu-ray. You know, I had to actually have it, you know, so... Um, it sounds like they're running into the same good problem that Nintendo ran into when they like remade all of those uh, old consoles that had yeah. like the the games downloaded into it. So they're just like, yeah, we can just make more of these, make some more money. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a good call. Um, but if you can get your hands on it at retail price, please do so. Don't pay eBay flipping price. So um, get it while you can. That's really cool. The Joker um, has cast the movie Joker has cast uh, a young Bruce Wayne and Alfred uh, for for the upcoming movie. So even though Joaquin Phoenix is an older Joker and will be dealing with um, what is um, Batman's dad's name? What is it? Um, Wayne? I don't. I can't think of his name. What's Bruce Wayne's dad's name? Mike, help me out here. <laughs> The the struggling's funny, but I'm only laughing because I can't. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Wayne. There we is. go. Thank you very much, Thomas Wayne. Uh, so we will get to see a younger Alfred and a very young Bruce Wayne. I think the actor they they cast is um, like maybe ten or so. It's 
it's probably one of the Stranger Things kids. They get everything now. Yeah. So it's not. It's actually someone I don't know. So I think it's a smaller role than we're anticipating. Um, but yeah, they're 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 doing that, and I think um, the Joker is the release date for the Joker. Mike, is that I believe this is like October or November of next year, um, and that kind of forgot me. I don't know if we did we announce this last week. The Wonder Woman two release date has changed. Uh, no, we didn't because I think that came like right on Monday. I think that was like right after we recorded the show. Yeah. So so Wonder Woman two. Uh, this is on. This has already been updated on our uh, upcoming release date page because we're always on top of this, Mike. I I don't want to go to a page that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, they have moved Wonder Woman from um, November of 2019 to Jul- uh, June of 2020. So, 2020. I mean, like, uh, usually you think when a movie gets pushed back, you you start to get nervous. Like, oh, are they doing reshoots? Are they pushing it? What's going on here? Is there trouble with the movies? But then when you see it gets pushed to a primo summer date, that just means like, oh no, this this is potentially good news. They mm-hmm. really kind of like what they're seeing, and they want to scrap. They want to scrap up those uh, summer dollars. Well, also, uh, Wonder Woman one released the same weekend. Uh, I think uh, June, the first weekend of June, and last uh, was it last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to capitalize on that opening weekend success. Um, you, you want to get that lightning in a bottle yet again, if you will. Uh, yeah. But also, the Joker is an October release. So why would you have a, a Joker movie October fourth, twenty nineteen, and then Wonder Woman like two weeks later? Mm-hmm. Um, so they moved it all the way back to June fifth, twenty twenty. Yes, that sucks. But I think we're going to get a good movie out of Wonder Woman too. Um, well, we were just talking. We're going to have a little bit of a drought of Marvel movies in. 2020 and we liked the first wonder woman movie so I, I wouldn't be too mad if i have to go see wonder woman in the summer that sounds like a great thing i mean i think if, if black widow turns out to be the may movie and wonder woman 2 is the june movie like we've got a female-led summer looking forward to us in 2020 mike of, of I, all these female superheroes i'm already imagining the box office charts you were just imagining those posters where they they had their butts towards us and they're turned back looking <laughs> towards the camera that's what you're imagining not anymore not anymore gonna, all not right anymore. Anyway, so um, Wonder Woman 2, new release date. Can't believe I forgot to put it on there, but it has been a week. Like, that's that's how long this week's felt, Mike. Mm-hmm. Gotham, the TV show, has given us uh, our first look at Bane coming to the show. And I don't know what to think. And uh, <laughs> this is not this, the Bane I grew up with. I'll tell you this, that right now. But The best way to describe this, I mean, obviously you could always go to our uh, show notes on SuperheroSlate.com or you could possibly be watching the video version of this podcast and you might be looking at Bane right now. But if not... The best way to describe it is if you take uh, any normal person and and like drop him into uh, like a steampunk, I don't know, garbage can and just kind of close the lid and shake it up, and then you pour the person out and you kind of got like Bane. It's like a somebody trying to steampunkify him. This is someone who I think it, it, it's a Sub Zero costume from Mortal Kombat that's gone horribly <laughs> wrong. Yeah, he's got and got the mask going on there. He's got these weird, just like pipes. He's got tons of just stuff going on on his chest. Yeah, but the chest is all steampunk. The mask is kind of looks like the one from Batman. Um, uh, was it Batman Returns? Dark Knight Returns, um, or Dark Knight Rises? Whatever that movie was uh, in like 2012. Um, and then I don't know. He just doesn't look big enough to be Bane in my book. Like he's not bulky enough. But like. Maybe he's a better like fighter, like tactical fighter. I, I don't it's, know. It, it's the last season of Gotham. They don't care what you think. They really don't care. Uh, <laughs> They've and, already sold the ad spots. So. And I and I don't care either, really, because I'm not watching this show. But like, what a 
What a weird thing to look at when you hear the word <laughs> Bane. <laughs> what a weird thing to look at. That's one yeah. way to say it. But in good news, something fun to look at, Titans. The fifth episode of Titans is coming up, and we get our first official look at Doom Patrol, not set photos here, uh, showing um, Beast Boy with Robot Man, Elastigirl, and Mr. Negative here on set. Um, I just like the way they look. Like They look better <laughs> than the Titans, I think, the, the Doom yeah. Patrol. Like, I don't know why uh, they look so good compared to the Titans, but they look really comic accurate. I just love that. I love that robot. He just looks, he just translates really well live action, which is just surprising because I just, you know, you think if you've got a robot man in your property, he's got to be animated with the computer, but yeah, this is working for me. Yep. And let's not forget, Brandon Frazier is the voice of Robot Man. And we'll play Bring him back the phrase. That's right. Um, also in Titans, um, there is a Batman in the show. Uh, we've seen him do some stuff in the shadows from a distance watching um, Dick Grayson's parents die, you know, all that stuff. But apparently it is um, believed to be the actor Louis Tan. Uh, he was in Iron Fist, and more recently he was um, Deadpool 2, the guy with the katanas uh, and the long hair. What is his name? Man, long shot. Was a long shot? Uh, yeah. D- did he also – he played like the, the drunken master or whatever in the first season of Iron Fist, right? I believe so, yeah. I think yeah. Iron Fist kind of drunkenly fights him. Yeah, so um, – and I remember Shatter. It was Shatterstar in Deadpool too, not Longshot. Shatterstar. He's the one who there you go. goes into the helicopter. Um, <laughs> but uh, he is rumored to be the actor in the Batman costume. Uh, okay. He's been seen um, on set. He said he's talking to DC. He's been seen walk, carrying around Batman comic books. But he also has that fighting experience, uh, so they don't have to like train someone to do it. So um, I think I think that I think this is believable. Doesn't matter. No, but. I don't care. This, yeah, this seems like a Batman version of the an adult in a Peanuts cartoon. Yeah. You're only going to see him from the from the shoulders a down. Nice, gonna, a nice silhouette. <laughs> and he's just going to be womp, 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 womp. Yep, exactly. Lastly, the Harley Quinn animated TV show, uh, Alan Tudyk, uh, no stranger to comic book movies and properties, especially mm-hmm. DC, as, as will voice the Joker in the animated series. All right. I like that. Alan Tudyk, he's a, I think he, I don't think I've ever heard him do a Joker voice, but for some reason I can really easily and safely imagine it in my head. So this is okay. Yep. Uh, If you remember the last DC project, I believe he did. He was in Powerless, uh, the TV show that was very, 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 very short lived. I was about to just very confidently say, oh, this, yeah, Damage Control, that show. And I was like, wait, no, Damage Control never was a show, but it was the same show. (laughs) Yeah. It would have been, it would have been very, very similar. Well, Mike, that's our news for this week. We were able to wrap it up in a nice little bow here. I'm looking forward to hopefully coming back with the Avengers 4 trailer next week, like I hope every oh, week. Oh, man, teasing so, me. I, I hope every week that we get one. But we are hitting November, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. No we're, no yeah, trailer f- November. That's what Marvel's going for. <laughs> Officially out of the, the Halloween uh, season, and you can start putting the spooky stuff away and just cross your fingers that uh, the, the the gigantic media corporations really bring it home in this last quarter. That's right. I, I mean, I don't think – is there any movies this month that we're going to see? Like, I don't even think – there's nothing for us. In November? Yep. No, we, we're, think, we're on a drought until December 21st, man. Yeah, I was gonna. I was about to say Spider-Verse, but no, they that's uh, competing the same weekend as Aquaman, right? Yeah, um, and also Deadpool 2 again. 
So, yes. <laughs> wow, this is the first time in a while November's kind of been an empty field for us, like, superhero-wise. Yep, and it looks like it might be for a, until 2020, so... Oh, man, come on. We're, we're going to die over here. Yep, I, I don't like it one bit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, Mike, people know what you're up to. Uh, are you dressing up for, for Halloween, anything like that? Uh, maybe maybe you'll post, post it somewhere? Yeah, you can uh, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to find out what you're up to this holiday season, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to that same thing on Twitch and see me on there as I... I'm going to be doing the Spider-Man from the beginning again because that game was so awesome, Mike. I'm going to be doing an Ultimate, so I'm going to die a lot. As well. <laughs> Make sure you're, you're you're spamming that circle button. Yeah, well, there is <laughs> there is one of the abilities you lock late, unlock later on, Mike. It's you die in one hit, or you can kill everyone in one hit, but you also die in one hit. Oh, crazy! <laughs> That's like a Sophie's choice of of gaming. I kind of right like I kind of like that. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm gonna try it out. <laughs> Everybody uh, gets a golden gun. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a game of tag where if you you, you you're tagged and you're it, you're done. You're out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Anyways, on there or head over to Comic UI. Um, also, I think next month is Louisville Supercon, Mike. If you are in the Midwestern area, want to go to a brand new convention full of celebrities, comic books, superheroes, and more. Don't forget Louisville Supercon. Tickets are still on sale. Mike, people want to know more about Superhero Slate and what we're doing. Where can they find us at? As always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So like I said, uh, we talked about that uh, official photo of the Doom Patrol. If you want to see Brendan Fraser's uh, crazy robot face or if you want to see the crazy weird steampunk version of Bane, you can get that right in our show notes it's about at SuperheroSlate.com. About, yeah. about, about similar. No, go ahead. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and we would, we would be happy to put this show any other place you want to listen to it. So just let us know if you're on some sort of weird podcast app we've never heard of before, but you want Superhero Slate on there. We'll find a way. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, we love hearing from you. Reach out via Twitter, Instagram, drop us something in the YouTube comments. We got an email contact form at the bottom of our website at SuperheroSlate.com. You can chat with us there. Um, also, our social media handles we just plugged. We love hearing from you. We love liking you. We love retweeting you. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, uh, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and... You thought I was about to go into a weird plug for my cult, Chris, but no, I'm going to be a little bit more wholesome this week, and I'm going to say, if you really want to be a super fan of this show, go out and vote if you are in the uh, if you are in the United States. That's all you need to do. A lot of early voting has already started. Uh, I vote by mail. I don't even have to leave my house. I have the comfort of a ballot on my kitchen table that I can just fill out and mail. I don't even have to go to a polling place. So it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what your beliefs are in this country. You have to vote because that's how the system works. So go out there, put your vote into that ballot box, and do your due diligence. And if you don't, I'm not going to make the podcast anymore. <laughs> so you have to vote, or uh, or we're going to shut this all down. We're shutting it down, Chris. I'm holding. I'm holding the election uh, hostage. You are votes. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if, if that's the case, then yes. If you, um, I also all I did confirm with the post office week. If you received a prize from us from our um, Infinity War drawing, all our winners. If you got all your stuff, just let me know. I've heard from a couple of you. 
Um, everything went to Georgia, and then it was stuck there because of a hurricane, and then didn't <laughs> ship back. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so everyone should have all their stuff this uh, this past week. But if you haven't, let me know, and, and I'll take care of that. So thank you guys very much, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Call Oatmeal. It was like, would you like to call Oatmeal? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Wow. <laughs>